Hey, how y'all doing? Hope you're well. It is raining currently in Perth. There's a few days into spring. And I thought I would just come in and tell you about some of the things that I have been thinking about. I know I've been um, offline for a little bit, but one of the things that I'm, you know, experimenting with, and this is um, a channel where obviously I'm experimenting with a lot of things, and um, obviously as well looking forward to being back in the studio, but one of the things I've been thinking about has to do with um, some of the stuff that we talked about in the last podcast, Nathan brought it up, but it's all about how um, we think about what we think about, so that whole idea of the narratives that are that we've created in our psyches to that we've created in our psyches to kind of inform us about how we can look at and how we can analyze and how we can bring and take meaning from the experiences that we have i heard a recent podcast where you're one of the people, Paul Scanlon, is talking a little bit about the fact that emotions are data and um, emotions don't become feelings until we ascribe them a meaning. And so whatever it is that we use as the framework to ascribe things, meanings, experiences, meanings, is essentially part of the narrative that is at play in our life to help us to make sense of the world that we are experiencing now some of those narratives can be helpful or super unhelpful and one of the specific narratives i've been thinking about is how much of one of the things i've been thinking about is with regards to this is how much of our own um i guess more progressive and in our current world the way we think about things narrative impacts on what we look at as the story of the bible how we've got it what it says to us how we evaluate its meaning and what it means to us how we should interpret the story of the bible you want to you know one of the things that is a clear narrative that is um that can impact that in and i guess it's been part of the kind of interaction that is happening lately is is when we got the bible we've got it in a time where the roman empire was ruling obviously greek thought was also pretty prevalent at the time but christianity erupts on the scene and then there are these later letters that are written to churches and so um, we there there is a tradition as well obviously that comes with all these writings that they are part of an infallible work of God. However, when you think about those the dynamics that were happening in relationships with people around that time, and you compare that to the current thinking, one of the things that comes up is that the Bible was written for a time when uh, was written in a time when men seemed to have more power, more privileges, more, um, um, I guess, a, a kind of a leg up. And while there are elements of that, that is true. It, that framework, without even looking into the Bible to start with anywhere, and with regards to how um, Christian thought and the way of Jesus came into 
subvert a lot of that, it automatically create a sense, creates a sense of, I have this specific idea that I'm bringing with me to the Bible, and it will no doubt diminish the authority and um, how how much um, importance we place on it versus this. But it also takes us into a space where we have a certain level of expectation of what the Bible should communicate to us in order for us to be able to um, have our lives be informed by it. So when we think of the Bible as primarily written in a patriarchal environment, which there is a lot of truth to that, it um, creates a sense of, well, am I going to look at it through that lens, through that narrative where I'm going to just look at every single point for something that is going to confirm the bias with which I'm, with which I am looking at this? So that's one question to ask. The other one, um, and I was, and the other one also can sort of lead you down a little bit of a path of well, what do we do with the fact that uh, the Bible itself says that Jesus came at the right time, and so everything else that follows, you know, whether or not the Gospels were written, um, if they were written ten years after Jesus or fifty years after Jesus, they would still speak of the time of Jesus when he came, which is you know pretty pretty clear historical fact what do we do with the fact that the bible itself speaks of jesus coming as at the right time that's when that's when god chose to bring him into the world it it wasn't to 400 years it wasn't the time of david it wasn't um you know it wasn't in the time when the Roman Empire had collapsed. It was actually in the middle of all of that. That's when Christianity, uh, well, the story of Jesus starts in. So what do we do with the fact that that's God's choice for when to come and to begin this story of salvation and to reunite humanity with himself? And so um, I'm you know, doing quite a lot of studies and doing quite a lot of um, research as well into different sort of aspects of how we impose and superimpose our own personal bias, cultural bias and cultural framework onto the Bible. Um, And one of the challenging things that's come up back to me um, from, from listening to other people talk about is that we in order for us, and, and we have this certain level of this is how we interpret the Bible, we have a, um, heard it say, what is God wanting to say to me today? How does this apply to me today? What is it that God wants to say to me today all the time? And not necessarily diving into what is the context of what I'm reading. So things like reading the chapter what is the context of what i'm reading and um, something i'm learning and so this is by no means my own personal kind of i came up with this idea but uh, something i'm learning is to actually ask what it is that the author of the letter the piece of writing that you're reading what he intended um who he was communicating to and then how that principal truth is um, relevant, can be relevantly applied, because a lot of the stuff in the Bible 
is timeless in, in its nature. So to look at it from that perspective, because whatever Holy Spirit through the writer intended to write and to pass on through to the hearers will be the same thing that he wants to pass on today. And <clears throat> we can't remove that from the text just so we can find something that is going to each our ears. So in saying all of that, it's important to come back to and examine how it is that we are approaching the Word of God, how we are approaching it, so that we are clearly best positioned to be able to receive from Him what He would want us to receive. That also contributed to the maturing and the development of the church throughout the ages by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so this um, part of a book club, I'm reading quite a ton of books that are to do with um, <laughs> that to do with Christian formation and how we become more like Jesus. And I think that part of what we are um, needing to have a look at, which is fairly clear in our Western and progressive sort of space, is that we don't we aren't coming at the Bible with the presuppositions that a first century Jewish mindset would have, or even a first century person would have. So it's important to kind of gather up a little bit of that information um, so that we don't read into it our culture, ourselves, our assumptions and presuppositions, and we instead allow it to speak for itself and for Holy Spirit to bring and illuminate that to us because that is clearly what he came and what he was sent to do. He's, he, he's come to lead us into all truth and to bring to life the scriptures when we doubt and when we don't know what to do with that. And so reading the Bible is not by itself an exercise that is just meant to be separate, but we are to have our hearts and our minds open to Holy Spirit for Him to help us to unpack that. So, a few questions to finish off is, what is the story, what is the pre-thinking that you are coming with when you come to the Bible? It might be that you come with a need for God to give you an answer for. It might be that you come with a research topic or research subject. And what are some of the cultural stuff that you're bringing along that as well? Is it that there is, um, um, you know, for lack of a better, you know, better things? Is it? Is it? Is it are you bringing all the the whole notion of all about female? empowerment or um, e equality or liberalism and 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 where is that coming from because we never should and i have those biases as well and things that i'm thinking through that are permeated in my way of thinking that i have to unlearn in order to learn to think biblically um, you know it, it's to bring every thought captive that will try to raise itself up from the knowledge of God. One of the things that I'm, I'm trying to, 
one of the things that I'm trying to wrap my head around is things like uh, what is very often said, which is that um, the first, what is it, the first preachers of the good news um, were women and that Jesus entrusted them with his resurrection um, and, and, and to say that is a misreading of that situation because we wouldn't say that if it happened to be a child that was at the tomb we would say they just happened to be there but then to say Jesus um, was the one who entrusted them with the good news is almost like it had to be a woman you know so they're they're not that there's anything wrong with the fact that it was women that actually discovered the story of Jesus first. I don't care whichever way. I think we are making some much of something that shouldn't be made much of so that we continue to strengthen arguments that we have that we don't necessarily um that aren't necessarily grounded in what scripture would put would look to put emphasis on. So that's one of the ways that I am thinking about what I'm thinking about. And, um, you know, there's a few other things where I'm getting my mind blown. Uh, maybe a question for you is what are some things that and assumptions that you have had that you've brought onto scriptures and overlaid onto scripture to interpret scripture that are not necessarily true? And how are you changing your mind about it? Um Hope you've got somebody that you can talk to about it and that you can walk with and be a disciple with um, through this. And uh, my hope and goal is obviously you come back and you are closer to Jesus, walk, walk closely with him and that we are definitely accurate representations of him. But um, that happens in community. So, hey, if you are not part of a church community, I encourage you to go and look for one, find one, and um, be part of doing life with people, discussing this stuff and encouraging and calling one another to love and to hope and to faith. Blessings, and I will see you in the next episode of what I'm thinking about. Hope you're doing well. See you next time.